everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Basement Street Fight. Brian and I are here, you know, for the time being, uh, to yell at each other's faces, talk about the world, and uh, share what's going on in our world as well. We've been doing it for 10 years now. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe on all the platforms. We're on social media. We're Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us on Twitch. We're twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. And tomorrow night on Twitch only, you have you can only watch it at twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Maybe today, later today, I guess, if you're listening to the podcast. Thursday night, the 29th of April, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Street Fight in Rapid City. We are once again doing our D&D campaign. So show up for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I really felt like we got into a groove on the second one and uh, now I'm ready to get to the bottom of this mystery of the mask man you uh, uh I like how the opening of the show now is uh we're here in the basement and uh we will be for a while but not forever so there you go we're at we're first of all for the listeners out there I hate to do this you know because it's a peek behind the curtain really to tell you the truth we shouldn't be calling the show the basement show anyway Okay. We're not in a basement. We're not in a basement. We haven't been in a basement for a year or something or months or I don't know exactly how 14 long. months. 14 months. Brett knows exactly how long we haven't been in a basement. There was a lot of radon poisoning in that old basement. Yeah, we had radon down there and, and also like a lot of our merch got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> there was bullet holes, like bullet holes in the wall that water would just shoot out like a pail. <laughs> like we had to be like the little Dutch boy at the at the dike <laughs> putting our finger in it. But um yeah, we are moving, but we will no matter where we end up, office, warehouse garage storage space it will still be the basement show Mm -hmm. forever basement mentality basement mentality yeah mom's basement baby subterranean activity yeah 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 i mean you know we we've we've we talk about this behind the scenes more but i want a warehouse i don't know if we can afford that because here's the truth man and Brett don't know either because we don't know how to get commercial real estate. I, we are actually going to be uh, uh, going into this in a uh, uh, blind, well, and we'll get ripped off by some kind of a real estate person. I did. I did find a website that had a lot of stuff that looked way more promising than I've ever looked before. So, <laughs> um, I plan. I mean, I'm. I have to get internet at my fucking apartment. That's an ongoing problem that hasn't been fixed. Uh, and so when that happens, uh, in two weeks, I'm going to start scheduling walkthroughs and I'm just going to look as many places as I possibly can. And here's the, here's the other side of that. I'm not going to do that. So Brett's going to schedule walkthroughs and he's going to walk through places and take pictures and he's going to be like, Brian, what you think about this? You know? Yeah. Um, I'll be there. You know, it's just the thing that brings me the most fear about this is Chapo had. I don't know if they still do because I've done their shows recently and they've been home, but um, they had a space at one point and it was in like an office sort of area, maybe more art studios or something. And I was like, oh, no, what if we end up in an office area and Brett gets his fucking kicked out the first week for doing dabs? Yeah. 
<laughs> I I think it I think the idea of Street Fight happening in an office building is kind of funny because it would be us and our our fucking anarchist weirdo listeners <laughs> showing up while people are leaving from work and yeah. they'd have to fucking deal with us. <laughs> Look at these fucking jerks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, if we could find a place where people work during the day and we could work by ourselves at night, then that would probably make sense. Right. I, I think that's really what's going to end up happening. From from what I understand of of spaces for stuff like this, it, it we're probably only going to be able to afford an office. And we'll be there at night and they'll be there during the day and they won't bother us. And there'll probably be a security guard named Charlie that we become friends with. And we invite him up to the studio and then we talk to him and we bring him a ham sandwich every day and... That's that's you know, ambitious. Yeah, it's a whole new thing, you know. Security guy named Charlie, big big guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Brett, I have been hoodwinked, and I'm going to talk about this despite the fact that it's going to get me in trouble at home. Uh, I have to go, have to go to the in laws Saturday. No, it's not. Hey, Brian, you chose to go. It's not that. Brian's got to go. You're in trouble if you don't go. He been made to go. Yes. And everybody, Brett knows, I don't ever get forced to go. I am like a giant baby. Really? That everybody decides to organize their life around not making me a dick. <laughs> sure. But my wife is is 50th anniversary. Now, here's why it's exciting. I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why it's exciting for me. One. Uh, her parents divorced at one point okay. and got back together. Yeah. Wild. Um, wild thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It is a, like a real impulsive person thing to do. I think like at, as much as like, I cannot imagine going through the divorce part and then being like, nah, that was all jokes. We was all just playing during that divorce. I mean, they divorced, split up, moved into different apartments, split the kids up, split all their stuff up, and then got remarried. Motherfucker moved to a different state. And then they got remarried. That's true love. That's but, true love for you. <laughs> so, one of her parents believes that it's their 50th wedding anniversary. Yep. The other parent does not believe that it's their 50th wedding anniversary. That's cute for them. <laughs> That's something we remember them fighting about it. <laughs> and now I get to go watch the fight unfold because I don't think one of them knows we're coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, it's a party or what? It is like a little get together party. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, it's not everybody because not all of them are talking. So you can only get certain ones together. Very rednecky situation. Sure. Uh, both sides of my family, really. You know, both sides of my family have rednecky situations. My wife's, my mom's, my dad's, my everybody it's just rednecks all around all the way down till it gets to me and then i'm not a redneck i am actually a Dig- uh, high society guy dignified small business owner. D- dignified small business owner yeah but um it's a funny week to be going there because conservatives really are on on one lately you know i don't know you don't know i don't know put your headphones in so I can play you this audio, Brett, that 
I want the listeners to know from the very beginning here, this has been widely debunked. This is not true. But if you know anything about, if you know anything about conservatives, the fact that it's not true means absolutely nothing, right? It feels true. Yeah, it just feels true. So, uh, here we go. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna check out this guy. This is Larry Kudlow. Okay. You ever heard Kudlow from um, Kudlow and Kramer? No. Well, I'm gonna give uh, lawyers? you a, what lawyers? Mm, they're just TV guys. I don't even really know what they, I think they were a liberal and a conservative and they would like argue with each other oh, on TV, you know? Okay. Okay. But, uh, Kudlow, I'm gonna warn you before we get in here. He sounds drunk. I believe. <laughs> I okay. believe he's drunk and on Fox News. Okay, I'm gonna put my. I'm, I'm gonna focus because <laughs> yeah. I'll be able to tell. Oh, we might have to do a commercial here. So, yeah, yeah what could it be? Or any other? Boo! No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I paused yeah, yeah. it. I paused it. I, I, I turned the sound down. See, they think <laughs> that they can stop me from playing Larry Kudlow sounding uh, uh, drunk and lying, but they can't. Uh, here we go. Oh, this is like an SMP thing. Like no global advisors. Nobody in our audience is gonna know anything to do with that anyway. You know, we don't know nothing about global financial advisors. I Hello, just started everyone. watching. Welcome back to Cudlow. I'm Larry Cudlow. Great pleasure to be with you. Stocks today closed higher across the board. Mr. Market has apparently decided President Biden's sweeping tax hikes won't be passed. Well, drunk. Does he sound a little bit drunk? Yeah. Hey, this Biden. A little sloppy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He's got gin under the under the table. I oh, promise. We'll see about that. Because remember, folks, Democrats will have two bites out of the 51 vote reconciliation process. Oh, no. To jam well, the tax hikes through. So we love I'd tax hikes. So here. Big, be warned. OK, here we go. Anyway, I'm still suffering economic shock from yesterday's bad Earth Day. It was bad. Because President Biden announced a 50% cut in carbon emissions and only... So that sounds bad, right? You a little bit nervous about that? A 50% cut in carbon emissions? Yeah. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. What's going to happen to industry in this situation, Brett? I don't know. Let's find out. In a few years, which is going to throw a wet blanket over this booming economy for sure. <laughs> Of course, it'll wreck the fossil fuel sector, which still accounts for about 70% of our power. Oh. Speaking of stupid, Here we go. there's a study coming out of the University of Michigan, which says that to meet the Biden Green New Deal targets, America has to get this. America has to stop eating meat, stop eating poultry, fish, seafood, eggs, dairy, and animal-based fats. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're sizzling, baby. Okay. <laughs> Time for rationing. <laughs> Rice and beans for everybody. Now, do you see why I'm excited? I'm going to my in-laws this weekend. Because <laughs> he's going to proudly eat a whole bunch of meat in front of you. <laughs> he's. I mean, he. He can't be handling this well. Have a right? double one. Have a double patty. We made a punt. We made a ton. I'll throw it out. You got to hear more. Okay, we got that. No burgers on July 4th. No. Okay. Well, now you're stepping over the line here. No burgers on July 4th? That is the burger day. We've been saying that about burgers. We yeah. love it. It's the most burgeriest day. 
I can't think of another day for burgers. Like, it's funny that he's like, no burgers on July 4th, where it's like, you know, there was a point in my life where I had burgers five times a week. (laughs) And I'm fairly certain that there are still people out there that are having burgers five times a week. And that's really what we're talking about here. People watching this on Fox News eating a burger pissed. (laughs) God damn it. Spit it out. Just spit his burger out. Like, what? Look, I'm okay with chicken. I'm okay with turkey. Okay? But does meat, we're talking about the real meats over here. My father-in-law loves meat so much, but he hates chicken. He thinks chicken is bullshit. Right. I believe that's because it's healthier. Sure. You know what I mean? Where it's just like kind of like. Your said. Yeah. Yeah. You're t- <laughs> This is like the same reason he's not getting the vaccine. (laughs) You're eating chicken. That's not toxically masculine at all. (laughs) But he would get so mad. So every year for my birthday, they would make me what I want to eat. Mm -hmm. And I don't eat over there a lot because I don't like the food. They don't. It's just no seasoning, boiled chicken. It's just not good food. I told you about the time I went over there and they pulled out a fucking thing of red beans and rice. It was just huge. And it was just red beans, rice, and fucking ground beef. Yum. <laughs> and it was just like, you don't even have to add the beef. You know, there's already protein in there. <laughs> I hate it. Just add a sausage in there. Mm. Okay. Let's hear if there's any more complaints about this. I'm sure there won't be. No steaks on the Barbie. I'm sure middle America is just going to love that. Can you grill those Brussels sprouts? Yeah, they're good. Get ready. You can throw back a plant-based beer with your grilled Brussels sprouts and wave your American flag. (laughs) A plant-based beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a meat beer. No more meat beer. No. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) They're not taking my meat beers. They're taking that chicken liver IPA that I drink all summer long. <laughs> chicken liver. That's gross. That just made me feel gross. They yeah. wouldn't need a chicken liver IPA. It'd be a, have to be a beef liver IPA. Yeah. It would be a cow liver. A foie gras. There's not enough suffering. You know what I mean? Pork belly IPA. I started, I was like talking to my wife about this whole thing because they have really been freaking out about this. Okay. Hey. Just Joe Biden's taking away meat. Mm. He's fucking telling us we can't have meat. And it's been... They've been nuts about it. And my wife's a vegetarian. I'm not. And we're just like kind of having this conversation where I I said like, so the Impossible Burger Whopper really tastes like the Whopper. There is no difference between the Impossible Burger and the Whopper, except there's less suffering involved with the Impossible Whopper. Sure. Right? There's no difference in taste, texture, or any of that stuff. So then I, then we were kind of talking about, I was like, are they, they're going to lab grow meat? Obviously, we're going to live in a world with lab grown meat. And this whole vaccine thing has really fucking thrown me off a little bit. It's been very like eye opening to me. I don't think they're going to eat lab grown meat, dude. I don't think they'll eat it because you're not killing nothing to have it. Well, yeah, I also, I just think they're going to say that 
some sort of synthetic, some sort of synthetic hormones or la- something is bad about it. I saw, um, I are, I saw, I, I posted a, a meme, one of my, my fucking relatives that said, uh, stay off my lawn, stay away from my house, stay off my property. I don't want your vaccine shedding all over me. <laughs> There's this like ancient vaccine thing where like when they would give somebody a live shot of like a little tiny bit of something to inoculate them, mm-hmm. apparently you could breathe out a little bit of fucking polio or something. Okay. But the ones they make now, that mRNA shit, it doesn't apply to it at all. But okay. this, they're just right. This is, but this is a, a now they're pro science. Now the vaccine, it's just, it's constantly changing. Yeah, they don't know. I don't think, I really don't think they understand mRNA, which I don't either. I'm not claiming to, but I do understand. My wife was telling me her best friend at work, who is somebody that's very nice and also seems fairly reasonable to me when I meet her. Not getting a vaccine. I know. Her and her husband just are not getting a vaccine. And I said, why? And she's like, well, you know, they just want to wait and see how it shakes out. And like, they they don't, they feel like it was rushed to market and shit like that. And I was just like, it wasn't rushed to market. Yeah. They're working on it for 10 years. And like, you can find that out. You can like actually, you know, somebody posted something earlier today that said something like, uh, uh, I read three articles, so I'm not getting the vaccine. Like they, yeah. they feel like there's, there's like hundreds of different ways that they explain this. Fuck, dude. They did a story today about how Pfizer makes that goddamn vaccine in the newspaper. You could like look at it and be yeah. like, I mean, it was in the New York Times. So like, obviously that's liberal bullshit, but it's like the amount of people that aren't getting it it is almost becoming kind of alarming to me where it's like what are you why why are we having walk-ins now like are we're really at the point where there's walk-ins and you can't get people to come in and take it like we 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 were only good for 40 (laughs) percent you know only 40 percent of us were willing to do this (laughs) that is crazy to me i agree no i I'm, i'm baffled by it um I wonder, you know, I wonder if they go back and like the people that, you know, love, think America's falling apart and that this is the final days of the great republic. Like, what do they think of the science back then? Like, would they have got, would they have been polio? Tr- I mean, there was polio. I mean, uh, there were Spanish flu truthers. Yeah. I've seen the, 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 there were people that had fucking signs and protested and, and did that. Um, so I guess, you know. Yeah. I think it might be a, I don't know if it's worse now, if maybe because information travels well, yeah, you so can, well, and you can plug into your own stream of information. And, and as long as you're, as long as you're convinced that you don't like liberals and these new agey people that are adopting new lifestyles and changing things, as long as you decide that's what you, you don't, you're against that, there's science to prove they're wrong. That's all you need is science to prove that like, you're making, we're making the, a bad decision. Yeah. yeah. I, I was on the phone with the fucking customer service for the cable company. And I, and she was like, you sound a little grumpy today, sir. And I was like, well, I, I got my second vaccine. I'm a little sluggish today. 
Yeah. And she was like, oh, I got the first one and I was like sicker than hell for, you know, whatever, 12 hours and this and that. I am not going back for the second one. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, you need to go back. And then it got tense and then it was just like on to the next thing. I didn't. I, but it was I was just like straight up. Uh, you got you have to go back for the second one, though. Like you you've are. You can't half step this. Yeah, there are a lot of people. I am reading that there are a lot of people not going back for the second one, which that is the problem with a two appointment. Anything like if you said two appointments for anything in this world, I'm not even talking about vaccines. Right. If you said you can get a combo meal at McDonald's, but you got to come back for the fries later, people would just be like, fuck it. I don't need the fries. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it just is like. I even hated having two appointments like where I was like, even through the four weeks between shots, I was like, maybe I don't have like my brain just started saying like, maybe you don't have to, you know, it's 90% effective, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's check in on Cudlow here. Call it July 4th green. Now I'm making fun of this because I intend to make fun of it. This kind of thinking is stupid. It comes from a bunch of ideological zealots who don't care one whit about America's well-being. Not one whit. Wow. And just to round out yesterday's bad Earth Day, we're going to take I mean, more detail. Isn't that like doubling of the capital gains tax? Oh, no. Now I can't stop Cudlow. <laughs> no. Uh, um, isn't that really like people that are because. Okay. They don't care about our well-being. They yeah. want to see gr Brussels sprouts instead of hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care about our well-being at all. Because I won't play the rest because it's like about capital gains ca tax and shit. And I just wanted to get the beef stuff in there. Because what basically what came out on Fox News was that Joe Biden was going to make it so you're only allowed to have four pounds of beef per month. That was what they believed was four pounds okay. of beef per month. And it sent them in a tailspin. Just crazy. Right. And I, I saw it and I kind of was like, well, I don't, I don't think, first of all, I know he's not going to, they will never do that. They will never know. <laughs> and, no, they don't have the power to do that. Yes. And there's and, too much money. Yes, involved. and and the entire American like system would have to fall before we started saying no more beef. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all subsidized. Like the whole thing is subsidized by the government. They're the ones that are propping up the whole fucking industry. Yeah, making it cheap, fortifying all the milk, all that stuff. Yeah. So there is no, so that was the first thing where it's like god those people fucking believe anything they will really believe fucking anything that yeah. somebody says it doesn't that's not gonna fucking happen you know and four pounds of beef a, a month is like plenty of beef is that per person or what per person yeah but it's plenty of beef who needs more than that that's all i eat and i love beef that's beef's my favorite food one four ounce patty a week no, four pounds. Yeah. Oh, four pounds. Oh, you're right. Four pounds a month. One pound. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Four pounds a goddamn month, dude. 16 hamburgers a month. Yeah. Yeah. For one person. Oh, man. You can only eat two cheeseburgers, two double cheeseburgers a week. It's fucking going to be miserable. Hell out here. I need ground beef for my spaghetti sauce. I need ground beef for my taco mix. Uh, I need ground beef for my stuffed peppers. <laughs> I need they are beef for my taco pizzas. I mean, I am very sure that there are a lot of families being drowned in beef right now. Oh, yeah. Like, there are a lot of children that have had to eat beef <laughs> f 
fucking six night in a row and they're like can we like have a vegetable and they're like no beef it's only beef yeah no no plant-based beers or whatever you know no plant-based beers we support america's well-being <laughs> support america's well-being so we can eat beef i mean again a wonderful thing just maybe we i think they should do it by the way i am fully on the side of like they should lower the amount of beef you're allowed to have and one of the arguments that i kept seeing from the right about this was like what if you're eating your beef like ethically sourced from like a a, a farm that you know is doing all the right stuff and 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 you're and i was just like they're not talking about you right you're like not can you just understand that they mean factory farming we have to end factory farming that's what has to happen yeah you Step know off the gas yeah he's just just while we're trying to start to step off the gas here, maybe lift off the pedal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That I mean, I, I think, I think like for people to be like pro factory farming, we have gotten we've gotten too we have strayed so far away from anything anything resembling reasonable. Because I, I just even feel like in the in and when I was younger, people would have been again would have. Like, if you would explain factory farming to people, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. I don't think we should have factory farming, you know? And, uh, um, but now I think there's just a whole half of the country that if somebody said, hey, they're going to outlaw factory farming, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to start my own damn factory farm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, you know, when this started, coal rolling feels like this coal rolling was the beginning of this thing because that guy later on goes on in the video this cudlow fucking guy goes on in the video and says now i'm no climate change denier and it's like well then if you're not yeah then what are we fucking doing here like if you're not denying that there's climate change then fucking why aren't you why are you freaking out because we ask people to eat brussels sprouts right Right, because you can't. Why can't you just have a sweet potato quesadilla instead? Yeah, how <laughs> old and boomer do you have to be to think Brussels sprouts are still gross? You know, because that that's, that is true. That's an old. <laughs> that's the old cartoon. That's what I remember from cartoons growing up. The Brussels sprouts were the worst. Yeah, yeah, but they've they eat been them all the time. They've been totally redeemed over the past. I don't know, decade. It's not like a new thing. You know, people yeah. love Brussels sprouts. I fucking love Brussels sprouts. They're fucking great. Yeah. I, I get them every fucking day, Brett. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring up is a very irritating story that's been coming out everywhere. This has been everywhere and it's been super frustrating to me and this is out of columbus now this is this story is happening in all parts of the country i just chose columbus because that's the story that i got and i i wanted to talk about this but uh restaurant owners across ohio are seeing more businesses business as more people get vaccinated against covid19 but say an employee shortage is making it hard to meet demands co-partner at mikey's late night slice jason Biondo said he has posted hiring ads online for the company to fill 32 positions at different locations across the state. Now owners are having to remove lunch hours at their locations on High Street at Vine Street and in downtown Columbus. The reason being we're short staff. If we have to close hours, we have to focus on these em 
focus these employees at the times where we're making money like we have to do it strategically which for us is in the late nights evenings going into those late nights beyondo said so they are they are all like so it, uh, okay here it goes um Biondo said in the last six weeks, he's seen more customers than he has since last summer. We have concerts, which are going to start happening again. We have like no employees for our Newport and LC locations. Our mobile truck has like three people working on it right now. And they're booked every day until about November. Um, <clears throat> restaurant owners are sending these same messages to leaders with the Ohio Restaurant Association. Uh, so this is this story has been happening all throughout the country that there is an employee shortage. Yeah. And uh, lots of people found like work from home opportunities. Lots of people found ways. Some people I, I talked to somebody that was like, you know what? You guys talk so much shit about door dashing, um, but I live a pretty frugal lifestyle and I love just doing DoorDash for 10 hours a day because I get pretty bored anyways. And I listen to podcasts and everything and I don't have to worry about shit. And so and that's and now that person is he what they were in, like you know, restaurants and shit. Working restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are doing gig work and probably doing okay doing like Grubhub and stuff like that because I mean the Uber Eats app is like there's definitely not enough people driving in town. Every yep. time I look at it, I go to get Shake Shack and the delivery charge is $25. Jesus. So it's like there's definitely not enough people driving and doing Uber Eats or like any of these apps. So but they're even there claiming that they're having obviously they're claiming that they're having trouble finding people and all i can really say about that is like maybe pay more yeah maybe that is what could get people to work for you well yeah i think also people got away from those jobs and realized they want to do something else uh there was there's people in the facebook group that made numerous posts about it it's like I, I want to get away from drugs and alcohol or i want to get away from uh you know crazy scheduling i want to get away from standing all day and running around and being a server i found something else or i'm pursuing other things and yeah and, and it is you know it's going to take a lot to get somebody to go and do that shit uh right now. but that's how isn't that how the market yeah is, is supposed to work it's like sure. if there's an employee shortage then it seems like it's time for these businesses to decide that they're going to pay enough to get new employees or give benefits or any of those things. Man, I, so, can't, I can't find their hiring stuff is pretty funny. They call their bartenders the spirit guides. Where at? At Mikey's? Yeah. But I can't find any. I can't find the salaries. Nobody posted their salaries. President and CEO. Of Ohio Restaurant Association, John Barker said there are three likely reasons the shortage of employees is happening. So we're going to get the reasons from the people that don't know the re that aren't going to accept the real reasons, right? Yep. First, they were furloughed and went out and found other things to do. Barker said of former restaurant workers leaving the industry altogether. Yep. Barker said two other reasons includes those employees having concerns for catching COVID-19, which is a good valid. reason. Extremely valid. Yeah, exactly. And here we go. This is this is the real money hit here. Uh, uh, making more on unemployment than they did working in the service industry. I mean, that was six months. That was we're coming up on a year from that. You know, like that was not a. 
That's not still happening. But if you don't say that, then you have to admit that people need to be paid more. Right. And offer true. better benefits. That's so you true. have to say it's they're lazy. Actually, they're lazy. They're not they're not gonna work for it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes you look bad. Like you can't even beat this chintzy ass government. Yeah. The government ain't giving people shit, dude. Right. Six hundred dollars a week. Are you serious? Yeah, and they got rid of the six hundred dollars, oh, yeah. didn't they? Forever ago. It's like it turned to three hundred in like August or some shit. Yeah, it's back to like almost nothing. You know, you're paying not enough you're paying so little that it's better just to stay on unemployment and make those poverty wages than your even lower poverty wages, you know? Right. Barker said two other uh, uh, ORA is providing several suggestions for restaurant employers to for getting more people to apply for the jobs available. Here we go. Let's see. You got to be creative, which that usually means you got to be creative. Like you're not going to give them money, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, think of maybe some other ideas that aren't money. <laughs> right. Like um, grocery shop there. You have to make sure your culture is right at your restaurant. I think that's a good point. I think I've worked at a lot of restaurants with shit cultures that, like, I left because I just hated the people in charge, you know? Yeah, uh, most most of them are fucking awful, as, like, evidence on Kitchen Nightmares and and uh, uh, Bar Rescue and all of that, uh, for sure. There is some changes happening, but still, you are a lot of times, you deal with a tyrant. Oh, listen to this one. You have got to make sure you're welcoming people back to your family. And many restaurant owners, they talk about their employees as their extended family. And you got to make sure that's real, Barker said. <laughs> Can't fake that one. And then the very last line after three ads, Brett, is he also suggests offering incentives like retention bonuses, good PTO and training workshops for potential employees. Okay. <laughs> There we go. I mean, even bonuses is like a stopgap because like it just means you're going to get a big check 90 days in and then you're going to go back to making shitty money again. Right. You know, it really is pay more. People go to work for money. Yeah. They want to make money at their job. Uh, the, the most ideal situation is you go to the place, you do the job, you do it well, you do it as as asked, you do what they ask of you, and then you go home and you don't have to make decisions about like what you can afford to do, like whether you can afford to fix your car or go on vacation or or get groceries and shit. You don't have to make those decisions exactly. or, or have a second job. Yes. Yes. That is those are the types of things. I mean, I can think of well, several things that you could do to get people to work at your place. But one of the main ones is to just put that you pay 15, 17 dollars an hour or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like also usually part time all the time, 24 hour type fucking shit. What are you going to do with that? 12 hours, $12 an hour, 24 hours a week. What the fuck can I do with that? Stable scheduling. Yeah. Would be like a really good thing that that you could get into, like to lure people back into restaurants. But really, it's also just a it's going to take time to get people to feel safe going back in and working at restaurants too. It's not going to be an instantaneous thing, you know? Yeah. But there are things that you can do. You, there are absolutely, you could pay an amount of money that would get people to get up off their couch and come and work. I mean, fuck dude, pay enough and I'll come and do it. <laughs> Everyone's got a price. Everyone's got a price. Everyone be a line cook for a price. 
The Million Dollar Man said that famously. Let's uh, let's see what else we got here. Walmart. I saw an uh, an opinion piece about Walmart and Bloomberg today about kind of the same thing. Um, Walmart. It 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 is loading very slowly because cool. I don't know what's going on. So that's great. Every evening for more than a decade after finishing a day long shift, Walmart cashier Mendy Hughes drives from the superstore that employs her back to her home in rural Arkansas. If she's short of Lunchables or frozen dinner, she'll stop at McDonald's drive through and pick up a dollar 59 chicken sandwiches from the value meal for her and her children. She says the eleven eighty five an hour wage at Walmart pays her, which makes the company an outlier to rivals Amazon, Best Buy, and Target, all of which pay at least $15 an hour, means she struggles to afford groceries. For almost a decade, the movement to push businesses to pay at least $15 an hour has gained momentum, spawning groups such as Fight for 15 and United for Respect, an organization of mostly Walmart workers that Hughes belongs to. But Walmart, the U.S. largest employer with more than 1.5 million employees, has consistently shot the argument down. For Hughes, who at times has fallen behind on paying thousands of dollars in medical bills from a knee injury while also paying for treatment for her diabetes and son's asthma, the company's stance feels born out of pure greed. She's especially critical of the management and the Walton family that controls the chain for keeping lowly paid workers down, even as they enrich themselves through measures such as a $20 billion share buyback announced in February. They don't care about the associates at all. They just want more money for themselves, Hughes says. After 11 years of service in the retail giant's home state of Arkansas, she says she no longer feels proud to work there. It's just not the same company it used to be. Wow. A spokeswoman for Walmart defended the company's treatment of employees. It's very important to understand that Walmart offers careers not just jobs, because we're investing in our associates' long-term success through a combination of stability, consistency, benefits, wages, training, and upskilling and creating a ladder of opportunity, she said. Where was that for 10 years for that lady? Yeah, well, that's what they always say is like, we don't pay $15 an hour because you're supposed to become the CEO of this company. Right. That's how it works, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no one would become manager if we had if we only paid fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, Walmart. Meanwhile, Walmart. Uh, uh, so here, uh, with President Joe Biden's initiative to mandate a fifteen dollar minimum hourly wage at the federal level by twenty twenty five, way too late. Mm. Stalling. Many of the U.S.'s largest businesses are taking matters into their own hands and setting their lowest nationwide pay at the level voluntarily. Costco Wholesale Corporation has set its minimum. It's minimum at $16. Wow. Walmart, meanwhile, pays a minimum of $11. And its longstanding reluctance to follow rivals and raising that figure is especially jarring to critics given the company's financial might. As the pandemic raged last year and shoppers raided store aisles to stockpile foods and sanitizers, Walmart's annual revenue increased by $35 billion Holy to more shit. than $500 billion, Holy on shit. which it earned $22 billion in profit. That is, th that money could definitely pay $30 an hour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You shouldn't. You just shouldn't be allowed to make twenty-two billion dollars in profit. It just shouldn't even be a fucking yeah, thing. That's unacceptable. 
Yeah. That's unacceptable. There's you you forgot to pay your people. Oh, oh, you said that was profit. That's not actually profit. That that's supposed to go to your employees. Yeah. The fortune of the Walton family, the world's richest, soared to two hundred and fifty billion dollars during that period. Um disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And their their lowest pay, their 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 minimum pay there, it's eleven dollars an hour. They start people out at eleven dollars an hour. Like, why? <sighs> I don't even know why we live in a world where we let that happen. Like, where sure. we're just like, what the fuck, Walmart? You know, give them the money. Right. I mean, and even like, even in like a, a fucking American dream world, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be like the trickle down shit? Wouldn't that be like a Walmart's an upstanding job? You know, like those people provide everything we need and they make a gang load of money and they, why don't they share it? Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it, 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 I think part of it though, is that I don't think a lot of people understand profit. Like sure. even just like Republican types, I don't think they understand what profit is, that it's just money left over. Um, Cause that's what happened to me, dude. I microdose. I was like, I'll just do one cap. And I felt like, Hey, I'm in a good mood. You know, everything's going okay. And then I fucking was like, I'll do two caps. And I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of like being low-key stoned. This is kind of nice, you know? It's a good little feeling. Yeah. And then I fucking emptied the corner of a bag out in my mouth. And about 10 minutes after that, I was like, uh, I was tripping. Clown town. I was full-on. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go take it. Well, first of all, you know, it's shrooms. So it's like, I gotta go take a shit. And then I was like, I'm gonna go lay face down in my bed. Right. For a few minutes. So for a few minutes. And I, I either laid there for 12 hours or three minutes. I can't really tell how long I was there, but that's what I, I actually think probably happened to this dumb CEO that just rolled in there and he was fucking out there in like a whole nother world. Like, isn't it fucking cool that we're in a meeting? Like that you can do meetings with yeah. people. You know what I mean? Like, cause I remember one time. I was tripping and I was, I was like walking down the street, uh, um, uh, down like the main drag of my neighborhood. And, um, there were people eating outside on the patios and I looked across the street and I was walking with somebody. I just started talking to them and I was just like, I can see all the social connections happening right there. Like I yeah. can see them like fucking lines to each person, you right. know, it's fucking crazy. Like it's so cool. Like how people get together and there's like a whole fucking thing happening. And there's whole, you know, this table's doing this and this table's doing this, but they affect each other and shit like that. And that's probably what he did. No, when that's a macro dose. That's not a micro dose. That was a macro dose. That was an eighth of shrooms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I honestly think, I mean, if he, if he, if he did it right and came to the, to do it, it should have been a negligible amount. I think it's literally just a matter of policy. He got, he got employee handbooked at the highest level where they're like, he's like, but I get results though. And they're like, no, we don't, you, you doesn't matter. There's a, a book. That says you can't do this. True. It's a liability or some insurance thing. True. Absolutely. Yeah. I, have to, I, I bet he was on point, but then they didn't. But he was, he's probably on point, like really, really dialed in. in. So dialed in. He came in with a lot of creative energy and laser focus. All right. Um, let's do, 
let me see here. Let me let me make a decision. Let me make a determination of what we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna do this thing. Brett, would you be interested? I'm gonna you two things. You can ask the chat this too. Uh, would you like to ask HR, which is a human resources advice column, or Warren uh, eleven ways that Warren Buffett lives that you know you can take from him and become a millionaire? You know, well, the Warren Buffett seems related to get motivated. Okay. Um, the HR. Also, I love HR. I've I talked to HR in a while. I do, but I, I, well, okay. HR is quick. Maybe we can do both of these. Let's try this. Um, here's the question, Brett. This is from Ask HR in USA Today, which is a column that they do. Um, here we go. Question. I work at a restaurant. Last week, my manager told me in confidence that he believes the restaurant will be closing due to the financial impact of COVID-19 pandemic. I feel like I am now in an awkward position. I want to share this with my colleagues, but I also want to keep my manager's trust. How should I handle this? Come on. Yeah. Bad question. Really? I saw the question and I was like, well, we you know how to handle it. You know what you need to do. The manager... What is it? Why would the manager trust you? I mean, because you're probably the lead. Maybe the restaurant always has one person that the manager trusts. I guess that's true. There is there's always, always a pet. There's always a pet. There, yeah. There's always one person where they're like, oh, I'm not going to close tonight. I'm just going to leave it up to Sherry over there. She's going to lock up and everything. It's not a big deal. Or like the person that's allowed to count the drawers, the person that's allowed to like. You know what I mean? That yeah. gets to decide who who does the things, or I mean, even a lot of times they'll let them do the schedule and stuff like that. Like there is that person, yeah. You know, or the person like when I worked at the uh, uh, at the deli, it was like there was one guy who did all of the catering stuff, and he was like the boss's dude. Man, the boss never yelled at this guy. Yeah, you know, he yelled at everybody else. I did work at a place that closed down. Uh, out, all, out of nowhere. Uh, and I was fucking pissed. I called my managers because I called them and screamed at them and said, you fucking assholes. What am I supposed to do? I need this money. And I now I have nothing. Like, if you would have told me a month ago that this place is closing down in a month, I would have stayed here. Hmm. I would have stayed. I said, And I was like, now I just said something like, now I'm going to throw <laughs> bricks through your windows or some shit like yeah. that and hung up on them. I would have let, you would have ended up quitting within that month. But I no, mean, I do admire. I would have stole like crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It would have been something. I Because for me, it would have been like the if I knew the place was closing in a month and they were, they were like, they informed me of it. I would only make it two weeks for sure. Maybe a week. It would just be the first sign of resistance. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. You know? Sure. <laughs> what? They're closing. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I mean, you should, you should tell everybody. Um, it's a, it shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a fucking secret. Um, everybody should know this, uh, and be able to make the decision and, and know, what's coming up it affects their lives yeah so let's see how usa today hr uh johnny c taylor jr kind of a country music name i yeah, I, mean, I, I hate hr but he, i mean yeah. i would listen to a johnny c taylor jr album for sure <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the COVID pandemic has impacted employees. No, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted employees, employers, and businesses in a million big and little ways. It seems like you've been put in an incredibly difficult position, balancing the knowledge of a potential closure impacting you and your colleagues while keeping your people's keeping your people's managers trust. Um, I don't think the manager's trust means anything. I don't, yeah, it doesn't like this, that doesn't carry over. It's not like, uh, in your file or something. Like when they go to get your next job, they're like, Oh, he had the manager's trust. Yeah. Um, yes. In the permanent record, it says here, this person had the manager's trust. You should hire him. You can trust him. Yeah. In your exit interview, the manager stamps your, your paper trusted. Now here comes the HR shit. Here we go. That said, dangerous two words. Two of the most dangerous words in the English language. Okay. That said, I encourage you to keep this sensitive information to yourself. That is such an HR answer. I've never heard such an yeah. HR answer, but they, we get some reasoning. It's understandable you would want to share this news with your coworkers, given it impacts them. But your supervisor told you this information in complete confidence. Acting on this knowledge could break your people manager's trust and create stress for your colleagues. I think they call them people managers now. People manager. People manager. Babysitter this doesn't work. He keeps saying people managers. Hold on. Did this person say people managers? Hi, I'm a PM. I think that's that's what a project manager. Oh, you're right. People manager. People are my projects. Yeah. Um, I'll add this. Spreading the news prematurely could have consequences. I'm, I'm curious to hear what these consequences are, Brett. <laughs> Especially because you may not have the full story. While I can't speak to the specifics, the truth is your people manager, too, might ha not have the whole picture. People manager. Oh, I think I figured out people manager. Folks, your boss that manages you is a people manager. Manager above that, not he's a people manager. Like he, he technically manages people, but they don't consider that manager people. Does that... I'm trying to make sense of this. Okay. So the person like the with the most amount of people under them, that's a people manager, right? Like, so if I'm the manager at the, at the fucking McDonald's, I'm the people manager. Then there is the GM. He's also a people manager, but then there's the district manager. He is not a people manager. He's a manager manager. Okay. Right. Right. And then above him, that's again, right. it just as it goes up, but people manager sounds like a vaguely, I don't know. It feels like a, I don't, I, I hate to say dehumanizing. It's just a very odd word to call somebody, I guess, you know, I don't want to be managed. I don't like this. This, this sounds like someone says, I'm going to manage you. And it's like, okay, step back first. It's also not, it's the people manager. Now is what we call them now, actually. That's in the parlance of the day. We say people manager. The people manager is the only manager we've never really shit on that much. You know, I mean, what? we don't like them. We don't like them. But the people manager is usually the powerless manager. She's the power with nothing. I don't know. I don't think that's a, that's a, I don't think I can make that broad of a stroke. Well, I mean, we're just talking about like the, the, the shift manager at McDonald's is not your problem. 
is sometimes your problem. Yeah, if someone tells them that the place is about to close down and they don't fucking tell you, then they're, <laughs> yeah, they're your they're problem. <laughs> All, so, uh, while I can't speak to specific, he might not have the whole picture, although they told you they believe the business may close, the decision doesn't seem to be set in stone. Dude, if I'm going to tell you this right now. If your people manager is talking about this place is closing, this place is closing. Yeah. I don't think there's no like last ditch effort to save it. You're not going to be able to like hold a fundraiser, like and break into electric boogaloo and save the old restaurant. You're not going to do a GoFundMe. There's nothing saving this place. Yeah. You know, um, you could also speak with your boss and share that, although you will keep the information to yourself. You would like to know if there are any plans underway for leadership to formally communicate changes with staff. That's probably not going to turn out That's well. a good one. Yeah. Either way, answer. it's in the best interest of you and your team to wait until management makes an official public announcement before discussing any news. No. Again, this is a truly hard position to be in, and it's difficult to keep a conversation of this magnitude to yourself. However, your people manager will applaud you for handling this professionally. Stop saying people manager. Keep your head up and good luck. Nope. We say people manager on here now. That's the new thing. People manager. I'm a people you know? manager. Hey, this show is about your your people manager, their boss, because they're not a boss. They are a people manager. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to take on. I, it's twisting in my brain, and I'm thinking of it like uh, P-E-E-P-L-E. <laughs> like meeples are in board games. They're called meeples, and I'm just thinking like this is turning them into board game pieces. I'm Googling people manager right now for us. So we can get the lowdown on what people, how to be a good people manager. Stop saying that. It's <laughs> horrible. Okay. This is called leave dates. This is from a website called leave dates. Um, how to be a good people manager. I call it, I say PM sometimes, but really I just say mainly people manager. The whole thing out there it feels good coming out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, 50 powerful ways to become a better manager. P people manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on i'm gonna go back this one is just 50 ways to. i'm trying to find out where people manager you what you flubbed job hero people manager job description here we go now we're getting there now we're there okay people managers also known as human resource managers and uh, uh, hr managers oh wait yep so they're calling themselves that HR is now people managers. They are. Yeah. I guess we've poisoned HR. Finally, yeah. HR has been poisoned. Now we've moved on to the more odd, say, <laughs> yes. people managers. Sounds like people sitting at desks and just like <laughs> holding you by the head and just placing you places or you picture it's just like cogs. It is like, man, you're like, just, I don't know. Which Picture weird. a chessboard with yeah. a big hand yeah. that just grabs heads and moves people to new desks. Yeah. Maybe even like the claw machine because the hand is too personal. Yeah. It, it does sound like a job a robot does. Right. It doesn't sound like a job that a human does. Yeah, like cattle management is something that you do as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a that's a career. People <laughs> management is like a bizarre sci-fi situation. I can't believe this happened. When was this piece, th this description of it? I'm trying to find out the date. This okay, so the date it was written isn't on here. Um, 
I'm going to try to find, I want to find a date for when we started saying this. I mean, we started saying it today. <laughs> this is the first. Uh, uh, Someone in the chat says people manager for them is uh, anyone that has people that directly report to them. Yeah. That's what it says. It, I'll, I'll read it. I, I, I'll actually finish reading that. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, SHRM Online publishes articles each day on hiring workers, determining salaries and benefits, managing performance, and complying with workplace laws. So uh, uh, it doesn't... I can't find the section, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, here's what the qualifications are. Let's see what the qualifications are to be one. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, must, I, must be able to butcher a cow. Yeah, but look at it like you must be able to butcher a cow, but look at it like a, like a person, but look at them like it's a cow. You have to really uh, uh, manage the interior of the cow. Yes. Yes. Okay. So they, they actually hire, fire, interview, and supervise employees. They manage all staffing needs within a company and perform employee evaluations. Many businesses with a large number of staff hire people managers for full-time shifts to serve as a link between employees and managers. Oh, it's a lead? Is this a lead? No, this is HR. HR. This is 100%. They just gave themselves a new name. Yeah. Wow. Well, we learned something. we're new around here. We're just floating around, you know, having a coffee, you know, talking to people, (laughs) managing what their expectations are at work if we have to. I don't like the name. I got to tell you, I don't like this at all. Not one bit. We're not going to, we're going to use this word now from now on, just because I really want to jam it into the ground. But, uh, I, I will say we, we don't like it. You want to hear this? It's a big switch. Yeah. Yeah. It is a big switch for us, especially a show that we've been talking about HR for a really long time. RIP HR. You know what I mean? Human resources does sound like this, this like just set in stone, like, authoritarian like you're when human resources you're like you're on the other side of a desk and they're telling you something bad but it's legally sound yeah you know they're fucking you over but it's all legally okay to do let Um, me read people manager is like someone out i feel just like a really shady friend you over there you go there you do that you type here you go there you look at that screen you do this i bet um i bet justin Liu, the ceo at the other place got fucking people managed i bet he was like you know we need to consider having experimental pharmaceuticals as some of the mental health protocols i mean geez louise it's 21st century geez you know? louise and then they're like, what do you mean? They're like, well, I take a drop of LSD in the morning, you know, to pep me up and get me going. Like, Mm-mm-mm, no, sorry. And now I have to manage you. I have to manage your way out of here. Yeah. You want to hear? I got a horror horror story for you here from Ooh, from the Ask like a, HR subreddit. Oh, God. This is going to scare you. Listeners. Bone chilling. You might have to pull over. This is like a Saw movie for the Street Fight listener. And I'm just gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go through a, 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 a series of emotions as you hear this guy talking and you're gonna really, you're gonna end up in this guy's head. I guarantee it. Cause when I read it, I felt, I felt his panic yeah. as he wrote it. Can I say psychic gasoline in the chat said human resources sounds like something you'd actually go to for help? 
Like resources yeah. sound like you can use them. People managers like you go to them and they're like, "No, we manage you. You don't come to us for resources. We manage you now." Doesn't it also? Can I just say also about people manager? It does sound like I feel like I'm a problem that you have to solve. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, in a way where they it's hate like you're there, they yeah. hate you. You're God a damn it, these people! And they go home and they tell their husband. You know the hardest fucking thing about being a people manager, you know, is that the, the goddamn people. You know? Right. <laughs> um. Here's a horror. Here, here's a a person melting down, sort of. And and I, I like I, I lived in this person's body for 24 hours after okay. I read this. Brett. Okay. Trigger warning. I was offered a job yesterday and accepted it with no mention of a drug screening at any point. <laughs> Today, I was informed of a drug test to be taking a week for my first day, a week before my first day. I am not confident I would pass the THC component. Okay. <laughs> Is there a loophole to be exploited here? Like, this guy fucking rocks, man. I was offered a job and accepted it, which is documented. I have not been onboarded yet, as the drug screening is part of the onboarding. But like, just Yeah, the- you should have asked, I guess. I, you can't, though. You're not allowed to yeah, ask. Yeah, if you asked, they'd be like, actually, you're not, having the, you're not getting the job. <laughs> I always wanted to ask, dude. Yeah. I, you know, I tried one time to do this. So what are some of the aspects that like we have to do after we accept the job? Like what are some of the Yeah. What's the road to getting in here? You know? Right, right. What bodily fluids are involved? <laughs> hair. <laughs> spit. It, yeah, do you need am I piss or is it hair or is it spit? If it's hair, I'm out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> if it's hair, I'm gonna have to leave. Yeah. Well, I have a shaved head before the test, so I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, go in there with a full head of hair, and they're like, it's hair, and you're like, I'm just going to shave my head tomorrow. Unfortunately, you're going to have to do it a different way. Yeah. Sorry. That hair test is a motherfucker, man. Yeah. They used to be rumors. I should do mine. This has probably got a very interesting journey on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. We should. <laughs> yeah, this is a long one. Yeah. It's like a really small timeline spot. We should put it with COVID. You can see the numbers and see see how I reacted. <laughs> what chemicals got me through it. A fact which was... Oh, I love this part of it, Brett. This is the part where I, I identify with this person as pacing back and forth in their home uh-huh. all night. As the drugs... So as the drugs screen is part of the onboarding process, a fact which was conveniently omitted in communication with the company until today. <laughs> All right. Very tricky. <laughs> so what are we doing? I mean, here's the thing. That is funny, though, that you're... This is the person is basically... They're like, there has to be a fucking law that they have to say out loud to your face we're doing a drug test. They can't hide in paperwork. There's no way that's fucking legal. <laughs> It's crazy. If I refuse the screening, would they fire me or rescind my offer despite my acceptance? <laughs> now he's like, look, I've accepted the goddamn job. Yeah. What if I don't want to take the drug? T- I don't want to take it. Right. You know? Like any help is appreciated shamelessly. I am an addict working to get clean, but I had no reason to expect the Can need to be it? abruptly become clean. Okay. Yeah, maybe he's using weed to like sort of get off of other stuff, oh, which sure. is totally sure, sure, sure. fucking yeah. That's a way to do things. Great way. 
All these HR people are terrible, though. Oh, I know. The answers. Yeah. The people managers in here are just motherfuckers, dude. No, there's no loopholes. You should assume that any employer will drug test, and they didn't conveniently not tell you about the drug test. That's stupid and ridiculous that you would think that they waste time and resource to interview and hire you just hoping to play gotcha. Well... Do you understand the mental state that this person's in? He just found out he's got to take a drug test. There, well, there was one that there was a job, the warehouse job I got. They did actually say we don't drug test. They said that like straight up front because they people would just leave otherwise. Yeah, yeah. no one, none of them ever did that for me. I mean, the the last one I had with a drug test was was the cable company and I passed it because I was I was really into painkillers at the time so okay. I just was clean for 24 hours and it's all gone yeah you know I wasn't even smoking weed at the time or anything but um over the time I was there there were a couple times where I had to risk getting a drug test and um I somehow got out of it every time Where'd you know you so bravo, Brian, you know, what you have to do is tell them that like, if you get injured on a job and you think they're going to make you take a drug test, you have to tell them you're having a panic attack and that the only doctor you can see is your doctor. Uh-huh. That's what I did. And it worked. They like, I was jettisoned away. And then I went home and I drank Zydot or whatever the stuff is. I don't remember the stuff. It used to be Zydot because there used to be the other thing about the hair drug test is there used to be a rumor when I was coming up in my day that there was a shampoo oh that would cover the dr- hair drug test. I didn't know that. Maybe we should Google how to pass it. Yeah, I'm, I thought hair was pretty new. I've never encountered one. I it used to be a um it used to be a big deal. Oh, yep. How to pass a hair follicle drug test wiki. I'm going to take one. What? I'm going to take one. You should. A drug test. Okay. Okay. One, determine your odds. Know when you'll have to take a drug test. Drug testing laws vary by state and county, country. Job applicants are commonly drug tested as part of the hiring process. Okay. So they're telling you to time it right. Okay. Now we got to move. Uh, uh, deter- so the next thing is know which drugs are commonly tested for. So, uh, amphetamines, cocaine, THC, opiates, phenylsilidine, and alcohol is occasionally tested for in addition in to the above drugs. Yeah. Uh, so that. I want to see that number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see that. Uh, uh, know which. Drugs employers may choose to scream for, and that's barbiturates, benzos, methaquone, quaaludes. Can you get those? You still get quaaludes, huh? That's what it says. It says it. Methadone, propoxylene, and uh, nicotine. Mm, You can't do that. That's fucking really not fair. Um, And they also screen for hallucinogens, inhalants, which that's weird. I didn't know you could do that. Anabolic steroids and hydrocodone, which seems unfair, too. Okay. Understand how the hair test works. Here we are. After you consume any drug, the active chemicals in the drug will circulate through your body. These chemicals or certain other chemicals produced when your body processes a drug called metabolites can accumulate in your hair follicles. As a strand of hair grows, its follicle will deposit these chemicals in it. Hair tests look for these chemicals in a small sample of your hair. Now they tell you how it's processed. Uh, They don't give you a timeline, though. It's just whether it's there. 
Yeah, we're good. Well, they said 90 days. Oh, okay. So, hair test cut a sample, a small sample of your hair, usually one to three clumps, about 50 strands each. Most cuts are taken from the back of the head so as not to ruin your haircut. Well, and also, just let me say, I'm like Samson. My strength is in my hair. That's a boys in the hood quote, but also Samson did have strength in his hair. Okay. It's true. Uh, the standard detection window for the hair test is 90 days because hair grows about 1.5 inches you know they tell you how hair grows and shit so it's 90 cool. days um if no hair is available on your head you're bald or have a shaved head Ooh, hair from other parts of your body can be tested Whoa. i would love to hand over a handful of pubes <laughs> to yeah. some fucking hr person just one <laughs> two three pull out 50 pubes <laughs> In the office. <laughs> Toss me some scissors. <laughs> you can have my my pubes. So number seven thing here is immediately stop any drug use. Bummer. Okay. As soon as you know you'll have to undergo a drug test, stop taking drugs. If possible, cease all drug use before you even begin looking for jobs. Hair tests can detect the That's use smart. of some drugs like cannabis up to 90 days after it's occurred. Um, so the next move is if you're desperate, try a home remedy. If you've used drugs often within the last 90 days and you have a hair test at the end of the week, you may consider using a commercially available product or a DIY home method to improve your chances of passing your test. Okay. These methods have not been proven to work in a scientific setting. They are only supported by individual unverified stories of success. Your weed guy. Part two. Yes. Your weed guy. <laughs> Vinegar rinse home remedy. Yeah, they do that for everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's like stay at home moms, like get down, vinegar, everything. My, my, uh, a good buddy of mine finally got a job where he had to take a drug test and he did fucking drink like a jar of vinegar. Like he drank up, it just made him so fucking sick. And then he was like, he took the first two drinks and he's like, this vinegar's fucking me up, man. This vinegar is <laughs> making me feel sick. So then he got fucking orange juice out of the refrigerator and he mixed the vinegar with the <laughs> orange juice and drank uh, like a whole glass uh, of it. Uh. He just drank so so much vinegar and i asked him like why are you drinking vinegar and he's like because it chases the drugs out of your system you know what i mean like yeah. he really believed it just cleaned everything out so um it says uh at home before your test begin by saturating your hair with white vinegar <laughs> but um work the vinegar through your hair slowly over a 10 minute period to get maximum saturation Ugh. how funny is it that people walk into these things smelling like vinegar let the vinegar sit for 15 to 20 minutes refrain from rinsing this gives the vinegar time to sink into the hair and scalp this doesn't work there's no fucking way it would be funny if you pulled your hair up and it all fell out from the root (laughs) (laughs) next soak your hair with salicylic acid acne treatment (laughs) use a treatment with a 2% salicylic acid concentration again Pour slowly and allow liquid to soak into your hair. Leave the vinegar and acne treatment in your hair for about 30 minutes. Four. Work one capful of liquid detergent through your hair thoroughly. Do not this. rinse the vinegar and acid out of your okay. hair before doing this. The sci- they did this scientific research underneath some football bleachers. <laughs> well, okay. Now, step five. Add a dash of water to one scoop of powder detergent to make a paste. Scrub this onto your scalp and hair. Let this mixture sit for 20 to 30 minutes. Yep, this is not true. This is children. 
<laughs> okay. This well, is high school kids that just put anything smelly and strong in their hair. Then rinse all the products out of your hair. Do not wash or condition. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what it says, this is man. a prank. And then seven. Step seven. Dye your hair using a standard store-bought dyeing kit. Oh, shit. Rinse well. Use the conditioner treatment that usually comes with the hair color kit. So now we're dyeing our fucking hair. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we're into something now. Number eight. Repeat as needed. How many... You dye your hair how many times in a night? Yeah. Well, you know. And uh, then there's commercial solutions, too. Uh, they do make shampoos that work, but some of them, you know... You, you never know yeah with these shampoos and these these piss stuffs and stuff like that so and then part four says work around the results of the test one get a lawyer yeah <laughs> i mean that's geez, you're not getting there yeah. <laughs> you've lost the job if you're like wait yes i had cocaine lsd and uh, marijuana in my hair but all i brought my lawyer here to let yeah. you know that I mean business about getting this job. That's private information. We didn't discuss that at all during the onboarding process. <laughs> I never I never said I would give you my hair. Jesus, two says consider playing the race card. Oh, yeah, Reddit's bad. It's WikiHow. WikiHow is bad. Three, try to take a second test. Now, this is a good... Because, like, you can get a second test if you dilute your piss. Yeah. I know that for a fact. If you fuck it up. Yeah, you can fuck it up and get a second test. So, you know, then the last step here says, uh, uh, if it doesn't work, you can say accept any treatment often offer options. So you could be like, I'll go to tra- I'll go to rehab. <laughs> I'll, go to we- I'll go to weed rehab, man. <laughs> you guys just sign that check for fifteen thousand dollars for this person you just hired. Pay for three months of rehab for me. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> Boy, that I, I I'm gonna tell the listeners before That's, we get out of here that solution is not good. <laughs> that sounds like a great fucking scam to just go to a job, have them not mention it, tell them you want to go to rehab in California and, and live there for three months. <laughs> they did at the cable company. They let a guy was really he was really bad off. Sure, and he wrecked a uh, truck in the parking lot. Him and Another guy, they were both fucking partying all night. I think they were both drunk at work. They got there early in the morning and they wrecked into each other in the parking lot. And they let both of them go to rehab. But then as soon as they got back from rehab, they were like, from now on, you're fired. If for anybody that comes in fucked up or like there was no rehab after that. Yeah. One time they stopped letting the rehab happen after that because they were just like, I don't know. I guess they probably just didn't want to pay for the rehab. You know, right, right. I mean, they let me go to rehab. That was something, I guess. Sure. You know, so. All right. That's Street Fight. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be here tomorrow night, later today, whatever it may be. Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. Yesterday. <laughs> We're raising money for Mass, Ohio. They hand out uh, uh, tools, food, money. I don't know. I don't know about money. <laughs> Don't promise they don't, money. They don't have money. <laughs> they hand her out. They hand out safe injection supplies. They they make money. food and groceries, but not money. Um, <laughs> we need to give them money so that they can buy stuff to hand out. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, Psydial is right. This is the Flubageddon. This is a very flub. This is a, the flubbiest of flubs so far in oh. 2021. Um, and if you want to find me, uh, I post under the Street Fight account on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, Street Fight WCRS. I'm Brett Payne, B-R-E-T-T-P-A-I-N on Twitter. Uh, Brian is Murder X Brian. Yeah. On Twitter, if you want to follow along. And um, we will. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, oh, Jack Nancy said we played an ad for six minutes long. Oh, jeez. <laughs> someone, someone in the chat said they didn't know what was going on. All right. Well, enjoy. That's Street Fight. Peace. Shit.